I am Grant Gustin. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce. Hi, this is Brandon Routh, a.k.a. The Adam. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to The Flash Podcast. To Supergirl Radio. To The Legends of Tomorrow Podcast. on Mixler.com slash DC Podcast. This is a special episode for the Flash Podcast, Legends of Marvel Podcast, Supergirl Radio, and Quiver, the Green Arrow Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B. I'm one of the hosts of the Flash Podcast. And with me is a whole slew of people. We're, 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 this is the probably the biggest Skype call I've ever hosted in, in my entire life. We have nine hosts on tonight's show. So let's do a quick introduction of everyone. We got from the Flash Podcast, A. Marie, Benny Rivera, Andrew Dice, all and returning for the first time this season, Lauren Galloway. Hi, how, how are you Flash people doing tonight? Woo, super fantastic. Did I just hear Lauren Amy Wu at the same time? Because if they yes. did, I've been sad <laughs> synchronicity so much. I think that was Brittany and Lauren. Okay, well then... I did not, in fact, woo. Okay. <laughs> Maybe right. it was Andrew, because I didn't woo either. <laughs> Andrew has a deeper voice. It didn't sound like him, but you know, you know what? Everyone Woo! would. Let's go with that. So, mystery. From the, mystery ooh, I like that. And from the Little Tomorrow podcast, we got Kat Calamia. How are you doing tonight? How's it going? How's it going? And then from Supergirl Radio, from Earth 38, out of all numbers they could have picked, we have Carly Lane and Maroka Johnson. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, doing pretty well. I think we're we're a little both frustrated with the Legends episode, but I think we're gonna we're gonna do okay. We're working through our feelings. Yeah. Carly Elise Monel isn't here, so that's one less problem to deal with. Yeah, little victories. <laughs> we, it's all about the little victories and from Quiver to Greener Pike as well Amanda and Michael Sadie couldn't join us because they're actually going to they're celebrating their 100th episode tonight and recording their show for um, the Invasion Era episode we do have someone from Quiver though he if you've been following Quiver's website for it's almost five years now there's one guy who's done all the news for that website and you know I, I think Michael would agree with me that without this gentleman I don't know what the news coverage will be like on Corvo. So please welcome Ms. Tim Jersey. How are you doing tonight? Hey, doing good. Thanks for the kind words, Andy. But really, what could be more better than a superhero TV crossover than a superhero podcast crossover? I mean, this Ooh, is going to be lots yeah. of fun. Woo! There you go. There you go. Uh, well, before we get going, I do want to give some quick shout-outs because, first of all, we do have a, a birthday boy in the network. Yeah, and he you know, he was actually part of helping us promote this event. So, guys, I want you guys to give a huge shout-out and happy birthday to Mr. David Jones, who put together, who's done all the logos, all the all the logos, banners, artwork. He did the banner, banner and even video promo for us for this podcast crossover. So, David, if you're listening live right now, I, I don't think you are because you're probably celebrating your birthday. But if you're listening to this later, happy birthday and thanks for all the great things you do for the network. So, um, I hope your birthday was amazing. 
And also major thanks to, you know, David again, as well as Mike Schmidt, who put together this awesome promo that you've probably been seeing on Twitter and YouTube if you follow us there. And uh, yeah, like, I didn't even know it was coming. They just like sent it to me like, hey, here's something for you. I'm like, what 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 kind of gods are you guys so major thanks for that so we're not going to do any new segment be- segment because duh we're going to talk about the crossover so let, we're going to cover episode eight of flash season three episode eight of season five of arrow and episode wait is eight or seven for legends it's no it's seven legends for, for episode seven for season two of legends tomorrow all titled invasion the four-part crossover Confu- weirdly marketed though as you know they kept referencing supergirl is you know starts out with supergirl and it did only with like 52 seconds so misleading but anyway let's talk about the whole crossover as a whole so let's go around the table with the overall impressions and uh, we will start with the with the, the ladies from supergirl radio what do you get did you guys think of the crossover as a whole carly you want to go first um yeah sure <laughs> i <laughs> I had mixed feelings. Um, we talked a little bit about it in our in our episode for this week. Um, I I totally understand why some people were disappointed and frustrated that uh, the Supergirl episode really wasn't uh, wasn't part of the crossover until the last minute. <laughs> so I, I get that. Um, I I was maybe a little disappointed in terms of how much Kara actually got to do. Um, I jokingly tweeted about it for tonight's episode. The problem I think with Supergirl being that she's pretty much invincible. I mean, they have Oliver basically has all the other heroes going up against her as practice for the dominators. Cause you know, she's the closest thing that they have to a real threat. And, um, I think the problem is when you have somebody that is that much of a, like a God character, basically you have to find ways to limit their um, presence in the story. Otherwise the fight probably would have been over in the first 15 minutes of the whole crossover. (laughs) So the problem was it just was very poorly handled, I think. And it, and she would in the legends episode, she basically disappeared and reappeared with no explanation other than Oliver was having problems processing his feelings about aliens, I guess. Um, but I think she brought a really great energy to the whole crossover. Like she, every time she, she was on screen, she was just a complete delight from start to finish. Um, everything from her uh, finding out about mix ridiculously disturbing backstory um his colorful backstory yes to saving people that didn't maybe didn't necessarily deserve it um Mm -hmm. or thank her for it um to her kind of throwing a little shade at the end as cara danvers i thought that was really cute um so overall i would say maybe like a b minus in terms of supergirl presence but the crossover as a whole, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I I thought it was very ambitious. I thought what they did uh, in the span of time that they it sounded like from Mark Guggenheim's interview from uh, the Facebook Live event, it took them a month to do. So uh, in that you know small amount of time, I thought what they were able to you know manage to pull off, I thought was very impressive. Um, and I thought the first two parts of the crossover were really pretty good. Arrow uh, surprised me 
uh, that I liked that episode the most out of all of them. I was I was so ready for my hate watching and my hate <laughs> tweeting of Arrow. I had all like a Google searched, you know, trash dot JPEG. You know, I had them all ready for my tweeting. And then I was like, I don't need them. I actually really enjoyed this. Um, but I don't think they stuck the landing on the legends. And I think maybe Carly and I have such an issue with it because we are very protective of Supergirl. But I was just thinking in season one's finale, Supergirl flew Fort Roz into space and they didn't use her to stop a bomb. Come on, guys. That's that's what Supergirl is there for. If you, if you oh, need somebody to stop a bomb, thing. you need to have Supergirl do it. So uh, I thought the interaction between all the characters was really fun. Like Carly said, uh, Supergirl just was such a breath of fresh air anytime she was interacting with all of these other you know, especially the super serious ones or the super, you know, scary ones like Mick. Uh, she was really fun. And, may, and maybe we, we have a little bias there. But uh, I thought it was it was a good time to see all of them together. And I, I thought what they tried to do was great, even if some of it maybe didn't work the best for me. So I, I thought I thought it was a, a remarkable, ambitious uh, outing. Tim from uh, from Corey, what did you think of the of the cause as a whole? Yeah, as a whole, I I really enjoyed it. I had a blast watching all the episodes that were involved. Probably my favorite one was the Flash episode. Just seeing all those characters together for the first time, especially with Supergirl joining the mix, was just so cool. And that end battle sequence was just the highlight of the episode between her and Flash. A lot of geeked out moments in that one. And as far as for Arrow's episode, they I mean they had a tough job of balancing the milestone of it being the 100th episode, but yet still tying into this big crossover. I thought overall, for the most part, they pulled it off pretty well. The flash or the alternate reality type dreamlike world that they were in, all that stuff was great. Getting, you know, seeing familiar faces from old episode. It was just get, it was just great to, you know, see the history of arrows. It was celebrating its 100th episode, but it, when it got out of that and they were on the Dominator ship. While that was cool to see, it, it did kind of feel out of place just kind of to serve the crossover. So that was one little nitpick I had where it might have been a little better served if this wasn't Arrow's 100th episode to be a part of the crossover. But in the end, I thought it worked for the most part. And then with the Legends episode, I mean, the action was great at the end, but I do agree about the points you're making on Supergirl where <laughs> she would be the one to get rid of that bomb it's the easiest solution and then her kind of not having a big role in it was a little disappointing just because you know she's so great and you want you want to see her interact with these characters as much as possible so whenever she's on there just really great stuff but probably my favorite aspects of the crossover besides all the acting stuff was just the interaction between barry and oliver i mean we always knew they had they have great chemistry together ever since barry appeared on Arrow in season two and just see how the relationship grew and become, you know, the leaders of the superhero world that they're living in now. And I just love seeing that and that dynamic they have with each other about how to handle the team. When one of them is down, they're there to pick each other up. So I really like that aspect. And then now they're kind of throwing in Supergirl into that mix too, which I like. It's almost like they're the big three of this universe, how Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are like the big three of the DC universe. In this DC TV world, they're the big three, and I kind of like that, especially how Legends ended. One of my favorite parts of the whole crossover was that ending sequence with them at the party, and they're saying goodbyes. Just a lot of great stuff there. So overall, I was really happy with it. I was really excited about this crossover when it was announced, and then the clips they started showing in the trailer just got so pumped up for it. And I felt it delivered on the most part. Got a few complaints and nitpicks, but overall, it was just a bunch of stuff to geek out over, so I really enjoyed it. 
So, Kat, uh, from Blender Smart Podcast, uh, so what did you think, other than all this, I mean, because I know you're such a huge FIA fan, but what did you think of the crossover as a whole, as well as your love of FIA in, this, in these episodes? As a whole, I, you know, I thought it was a, a well-done crossover, just because, you know, we've, we've gotten crossovers before, and I think this was, they better utilize the characters here, that I feel like everyone had a chance, but I do agree with Rebecca and Carly that Supergirl was not utilized very well in the crossover, and that was sad, but once she was on screen, I was giddy, and, and she was giddy, and it was amazing. I just kind of wish they better utilized her, especially in the Legends episode. Uh, she she was sidelined, uh, and Jax was sidelined, too, And but he did have that amazing se- uh, scene in the end. Uh, but yeah, it was just the interactions between everybody that I, I really really liked uh, and I think the flash episode did the best with that I think we got the best crossover elements there um but the best episode for me uh, I'm a huge Arrow fan it was Arrow because I was so surprised by it because I haven't been loving this season but they utilize the supporting characters so well which I think has been Arrow's downfall this season is uh, you know bringing all these new recruits and I do have some nitpicks about the Arrow episode just having that whole side side story that they didn't need uh sadly with Supergirl and Flash and and wild and wild dog um but yeah I I I like that we actually got to see that not just Oliver being important, but Thea is important. Diggle, uh, Ray, Sarah, um, really enjoyed that. And of course, geeking out over Thea actually being in both these episodes in Flash and Arrow and, and really utilized. It makes me miss her character even more as Speedy, and I and I hope she could return to the costume soon because I, I thought she was a great element in Flash and Arrow, and for me, it was my favorite part just to see her back in the suit and her on the Wave Rider was really cool so i like that i guess my biggest complaint though is the way they handled the dominators that's why i didn't like the legends episode as much because once that came to a head in the end it's like oh they're not great villains and uh this whole government story i didn't really care about it's when the characters interacted that's when it was at its best and the alien aspect i think they could have done a lot better during the crossover so now taking it to my my flash podcast peeps, uh, Laurel, not Laurel, Lauren. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> Lauren, Amy, Brittany, and Andrew. Let's go in that order. What did you guys think of the crossover as a whole? So Lauren, let's start with you. I really liked it. Um, I thought this was my favorite crossover that they've done so far. It's so ambitious. Um, like was mentioned earlier, like it took almost a month to film all of this. And I was listening to some interviews. They didn't just film one episode at a time. They were filming multiple parts of all three episodes all at the same time. And I cannot even imagine, first of all, what it was like to write and like write episodes like that in such a way where the character moments worked as well as the plot moments. And then for crews to be on set for all of those different things. I'm just so impressed every time there's a crossover. And I know that we didn't have a full crossover with Supergirl, but I really think that we're going to see that next season. We'll have like a full four show crossover. Cause this one was so ambitious. I was so impressed. I thought like I laughed. I think I laughed harder over the course of these three episodes than I've probably laughed on any of the shows all season, mostly because of Diggle's, all of his lines and his throwing up and everything in the Flash episode I thought was hilarious. And then a lot of Cisco and Felicity's one-liners and moments in the Arrow episode and in the Legends episode. So I loved it. Um, I don't know if I had a favorite. I think the Legends episode might have been my favorite just because it felt like we were finally learning what the Dominators were after and there was a lot of momentum going on. I think emotionally I liked 
the Arrow episode the best, obviously, because it was Arrow's 100. But I think as a whole, it was really strong and it was really funny. And I think for the amount of people that they had to wrangle to pull this off, I think they did an incredible job. Amy. You know, you guys are saying a lot of things that I just have to echo. I absolutely agree that there are certain points where I feel like Supergirl wasn't utilized. Um, But overall, really, really, really enjoyed the episode. The thing that impresses me from uh, production side is, is just trying to wrap my brain around how they created it. Because in the Chicago shows, I've talked about that a lot, how Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and Chicago Med do crossovers. When they're doing their crossovers in Law & Order SVU, they really only have one or two characters from each show pop into the other show. So two characters from PD show up in SVU, or a character from Fire shows up in PD. This is the single most ambitious crossover that has ever existed on television, and they pulled it off so incredibly well i had um i did something different instead of watching this all three nights i actually waited and i binge marathoned the whole thing just now oh my i'm so jealous of you i wish i I had done that i watched all three in a row and it gave me a very interesting perspective because it felt more like a movie where in a movie you know sometimes we don't really know the game plan of the main bad guys or the villains until the last third of the movie or if you've seen arrival the last like 30 seconds of the movie there's an aspect of that that made me appreciate everything more and there's also this complexity that comes with them trying to maintain an overall show as well as maintaining the show of or the tone of each episode and i think that's where they succeeded really really well each episode the flash episode the arrow episode the legends episode maintained their show's core tonality and yet still managed to create this overall complex tonality in the entire um crossover it was like a a combat like a you're combining different i don't know brews into the or different um alcoholic drinks into a beverage is what it kind of like they were making like this little mixed drink and it was a really really interesting and enjoyable to watch um And if I will play devil's advocate um, regarding Supergirl, the last time that we did a crossover, the first time Supergirl was introduced into a crossover, it was on her show. So I think that it probably has very limited to do with Supergirl as a character. I think it probably just has to do with them trying to be able to balance the production side of everything. Um, But other than that, favorite part of it was, ironically, considering it's the show that I haven't watched in a season and a half, Arrow. I was blown away by the arrow part and I got hugely, hugely emotional and it just, it was one of the best arrow episodes I've ever seen and really harkens back to those arrow days that I miss that I feel like we haven't gotten um, in a while. And you know, I don't really know. I haven't seen the series in a while, but overall, very, very well, well done. Really enjoyed it. Could definitely nitpick as you guys said, if we want to, um, but overall really, really, really solid, ambitious and, just extraordinary on a production level in a way that's just unheard of in television. So props to them. You mentioned the Chicago show um, briefly. Uh, you must have loved that call out to Chicago men. Freaked for- out. Not going to lie. The whole Tommy is a doctor in Chicago thing. Freaked out just a little bit. Also, because we need to bring it up right now before we forget, Ray Palmer's mention of Kara, Kara, looking yes. like his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Give it to the Legends writers to give that to us. I swear That's they listen nice. to our podcast. I, I hope they do. <laughs> so, 
Andrew, uh, how did you feel about the crossover as a whole? Uh, as a whole, um, I think I, I would probably fall a little bit closer to uh, my Supergirl radio colleagues. Um, <laughs> just in the sense that I would hope that these episodes would be the most fun uh, of the of their respective seasons, kind of a time to to really amp up the the things that are going to you know be the most exciting and, and most entertaining. Um, and it it didn't start that way for me. Uh, I think surprisingly, the episode I enjoyed the least was probably the Flash, um, because I speaking directly to to me wanting this to be a lot of fun and wanting the characters to have fun together. It really started off as a drag <laughs> in in that episode where um, I, I found myself like disliking characters that were on screen more than I ended up liking them uh, or the things that they were saying or the way they were reacting. Um, but then I, I'm I'm with you guys too. Uh, Arrow, I enjoyed the episode probably the most out of them. Uh, probably a big part of that is because it got back into. The stuff that I actually liked about Arrow, which was less people punching each other and more characters talking to each other, not as vigilantes. Um, we can save those thoughts for, I guess, talking specifically about the show. But I, I did kind of... I was bugged by the Supergirl thing mainly because the single shot of uh, them saying, you know, what makes her so super and her just taking up into the air was one of like the most fun moments in any of these shows I've ever seen to date and it totally capitalized on everybody being there together and kind of all doing this collective wow at how cool this stuff is and i felt like the audience would have been in on that too or was hoped to be um but again supergirl being missing from the action really only bugged me because the way that it happened was just awful like i don't think anybody in here was sitting here thinking anything other than oh i guess they don't want supergirl to be in this story from here now because this doesn't make any sense at all uh especially like you said she was taking on everybody but uh the crossover as a whole i thought um it, it brought all of these casts together in one place in one big fight uh those were kind of the moments that that i enjoyed less than the little ones with like Citizen Steel and those kind of personal moments, like you guys are saying, that's where I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I kind of wish there was maybe uh, um, the impression that like the writers and producers thought it isn't just enough for us all to get them here together. Like, let's find, let's go into it assuming that isn't enough. Like, let's go into it assuming that this has got to be a big moment for these characters, a big moment for these separate casts. Um, and it just, it, it wasn't that. It, it was let's all put them together and it's a big team up show and everybody kind of does the same thing they do elsewhere. So if you like one of these shows or if you like all of them, you're going to like this, this crossover a lot uh, as the, a DC comics fan, this along with flashpoint really taught me that I need to stop assuming they're going to be really adapting <laughs> these comic stories other than the titles. But uh, for, yeah, how cool it was basically three hours and five minutes of a crossover uh it was very cool and i yeah the practicality of it is amazing i hope they do more um and i would honestly be happier with a more complicated story calling on fewer cast members maybe but to get everybody together this is cool like one big party i yeah why not can i point out real quick that invasion the comic actually had three supergirl uh tv series characters in it that played a huge part 
Snapper yeah. Carr, Martian Manhunter, Maxwell Lord, and they didn't use any of them. I w- now I I know I have a, a certain love for Snapper Car, so I'm a little biased. You do? But I've never heard of it. I mean, I might be Snapper Car's <laughs> number one fan, um, but I I thought that was such a missed opportunity. I was like, you had all these characters, why didn't you put them in there? Uh, so yeah, when you were talking about the comic ad- adaptation of it, I w- that was very surprising to me. And Brittany, what did you, what did you think of the concert as a whole? I liked it all a lot. Um, I think I'm like the outlier over here because I loved the Flash um, portion of the crossover and really didn't like the Arrow part. Um, I liked the Flash just because it was like the first one, technically. I mean, like the first one, they were actually all together. And just like the moment they're all going around introducing themselves to to Kara and like they're all like saying their names and like I just got like chills. Like that was like the greatest scene like out of the whole thing besides like Mick asking for Kara's uh, number at the end, which was my other favorite part. Like... I just thought that was so good, just seeing them all together and they're like in their costumes and they're just standing there. Like that was super cool. I really, really enjoyed that. And it was that was just fun. And I, even though they were fighting against each other, I still like really enjoyed it because it's just fun. Like I loved in the in the first crossover when when Oliver and like um, Barry were fighting against each other. I don't know. I kind of enjoy that like friendly competitive rivalry slash I kind of want to kill you rivalry type stuff that's happening. So um i enjoyed them fighting and you knew it wasn't gonna last for very long so i like enjoyed that part and that car still like managed to save the day even though she was like hypnotized and like being bad like she still was the one who like stopped that mind control thing from happening um i honestly have like no idea what was going on with the aliens like i honestly paid zero attention to like any of that storyline because to me that was like not even the point and i kind of agree with andrew like just using the name invasions i feel like it's kind of if you read the comics you're probably like what is going on like it's probably i think from just from what i don't even know anything about the comic and i feel like i still don't know anything about the aliens that were like in this crossover like the dominators like i still don't really get what they're about except they're like mad at barry for some reason <laughs> yeah um, that yeah i didn't I, I didn't i tried really hard to catch that like, but i think i might need that explained Right, like, just shrug. Like, okay, it's just, you know, I feel like it's, like, hashtag plot, and, like, everything else was just more important than, like, what was going on with the aliens. Hashtag plot. Um, I mean, the only reason I think I had problems with Arrow, I have not watched Arrow at all this season. I tried to watch season one. They added all these rando kids. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. I love you, Arrow. But, like, I don't care about this kid in the hockey mask, so I, like, gave up. And, like, that part of the crossover was, like, super distracting to me. Like, I loved, 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 like, the old feely Arrow stuff. Like, we got Laurel and her beautiful wedding dress. And, like, Laurel and Sarah, like, having the greatest sister moments ever when, like, like Laurel sees her talking to Ray and she's like, are you sure you're not gay? Because you guys have some, like, you know, co- like, co- chemistry. Like, I loved those parts. And then it would, like, intersperse like cut to like and also like Barry and Barry and Kara and like you know the guy with the hockey mask and like Felicity I felt like that was so distracting I was like I don't I know I know this is supposed to be part of the crossover and I I agree some people in the chat are saying like it's unfortunate that the 100th episode of Arrow had to happen during the crossover and I agree because I feel like like that one episode of like if there was just a way they could have made Oliver um, have this whole kind of trippy, like, it's a wonderful life type scenario, it would have been amazing without having them to smush so much in one episode and, like, so much random alien fighting and, like, back, like random, like, stuff like that. I just, that was, I feel like, super distracting and it kind of messed up the, uh, the episode for me. But I did love, like, certain parts of it. Just, like, seeing Sarah and Laurel back together again was amazing and seeing Thea and her mom, like, just a lot of feels all around. Well, I guess uh, I guess I should get my overall thoughts then. I 
this is why I got into you know you know reviewing television. This is why I love television so much. Maybe slightly more than movies because seeing these well-developed characters that we've been hanging out with for the past well four or five years now. You know, I mean, combined. You know, if you take you know, I mean, Era's been five, Flash's been three, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was just so great seeing them. You know coming all together because we've been waiting since may since mark petter was just dropped on at the, the upper and saying you know oh yeah we're doing a four show crossover no biggie and we finally got to see it come to fruition and it was so much fun and i will i will say that you know if we're looking at the episode one by one flash was the one with a little more drama but you know had a lot of strong parts to it and arrow was um People are going to be surprised because I'm going to be complimenting Arrow a lot tonight. But it was like like Amy's Amy Minnie after people said that it was one of the best episodes of the whole series, and I felt like as a milestone episode, yeah, it it lived up to being, you know, well a milestone episode. Legends, oh boy, uh, but as a whole, this was what these shows should all be about: having fun, fighting aliens, even if. Yeah, they were not that well developed, but you know what? If we can live with the Shatarwis, we can live with the Dominators too. So, um, and, and they were freaky, and and I mean, I don't know how much it must have cost them to, you know, because they looked really convincing. They didn't look like CGI characters. They looked like proper real aliens, not people, not ha- people that I want to hang out with. But you know, they look creepy. So, but yeah, I I kind of agree with Andrew was saying that it was. If I understood it correctly, that it was like they were borrowing the name Invasion, but they weren't really executing Invasion in the in this in the crossover. You know, I mean, they should have just called it Heroes versus Aliens, which you know, they, I mean, that's what they were going with in their whole marketing. So I'm like, well, call it that instead of you know trying to make it look like you're actually adapting a storyline. But yeah, I mean, Flash again, there were yeah, there was a lot of drama there, and you know, it made me tired of certain characters. Like I. You know, like how Family Guy has, you know, the shut up Meg comment. I I almost said shut up Cisco several times on my TV screen that night because I'm like, yes. oh my god, Cisco, stop it. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I agree with what last week. Amy made a good point that you know about that, you know, the whole I love you, but I don't, so I don't want to blame you, but you know, still still angry about it. But it was just that Cisco, come on. And then we see what happens in the Legends episode where he, you know, he does the same thing and. That was the thing that had to make him time snap travel? out of it. Time travel? Cool. Yeah. yeah, like, thank God that we could just, like, affect <laughs> timeline just for him to understand, oh, my God, it couldn't it couldn't have been easy for Barry. You know, like, so you you, you couldn't listen to Felicity, you couldn't listen to Oliver, but you, you had to do it to get how it felt. That was really disappointing to me that he had to, you know, which is why the, you know, the Legends episode had some more flaws and whatnot, because I'm like, so this is what it took to get to this point. Uh, but at least... They're, they're they're happy, they're friends again, great. But um, as a whole, I think, you know, I mean, it's another step up from the crossover from the, from, last, from last year and the year before that. And it was, you know, it, it, it some characters were definitely underutilized. I mean, there were reasons, there were times when it made sense why certain characters weren't there. For example, in the Flash episode, Sarah said, well, Citizen Steel and Vixen are on, back on the ship because we don't just want to leave around a spaceship, a time-traveling time machine, in Central City for, for anyone to take. So that made sense. But like for Oliver to be like, yeah, I need I need some normalcy in the situation. I'm like, what? How is that going to help you? You think that dealing with aliens is normal? Like, you cannot... Yeah, it was silly. But, yeah, I... 
but as a whole, if we took it aside from some of the issues that we may have had, so I personally really enjoyed this. I mean, I I wish I could have done like Amy just watch all the free episodes back to back, but because I have to review it every night, I don't get that chance. So you know, but I'm looking forward to doing it this weekend because, you know, it, why not? It's just so much fun. So so let's go from some of the individual things that we saw throughout the episode. So how did everyone feel about? Super, you know, Supergirl blending in with the Arrowverse. You know, even you know, she's on her own Earth, Earth thirty eight, but she, you know, kind of came in quickly and kind of worked well with everyone. So, um, so let's go with the Supergirl ladies for uh, radio people first. Uh, what did you guys think of like in terms of her just blending in with you know all these shows? You want to go, Carly, or I'll, I'll go first this time. Um, I really liked in the Flash episode. There was a moment when. Supergirl and like a whole bunch of them go and they find this dominator in this warehouse. And one of the things I thought was really nice for Supergirl was that she sort of acted like a leader in that scene. She's like, release the president. And it, right. she she said it with such confidence. And I just, when I was watching it, it's so funny because when you watch and talk about Supergirl, the show every week, you kind of forget that Kara deals with this kind of stuff all the time like she's dealing mm-hmm. with aliens on a weekly basis this is no big deal to her for everybody else this is kind of whoa we're you know even uh ray palmer the adam was like um is anybody else freaked out by this <laughs> but like Kara doesn't have she the dominators don't scare her she's she's seen worse she faced parasite recently it's fine so well, the dom- uh, did the dominators show up on her planet that was the yeah. whole she had history with them already Right. So she knows about these these creatures, these alien, uh, this alien race. And so I really enjoyed that from a Supergirl standpoint that she and she was in front of them. She was engaging with the Dominator. She was talking to it and and trying to figure things out. And I just really appreciated that they showed her as strong and confident and was kind of a leader with them, even though she had just met them. So I, I think for me in the the flash part of the crossover, that was probably my favorite Supergirl moment. Do you yeah, know? I would no, I would totally agree with that. Um and then I thought my other favorite part was in in the Arrow episode when she and Barry were kind of like bonding and had their little high five moment. Um but I was still like, man, why are people being so mean to him? <laughs> Just because they don't like metahumans. And I was like, well, she's technically not a metahuman, so wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I liked just her getting to interact with the team. I mean, she had a really nice moment at the end when they were all drinking champagne um, in Legends. And then she had her little she had her little moment where she walked up to that agent guy and was like, so I talked to the president about you and uh, you're getting <laughs> shipped off to Antarctica. That. Bye-bye. The um, shade of it all. So great. Um, and then even just the moment when she gets introduced to the team in the Flash episode and literally goes around and just knows everybody's name. Like, oh, yeah, I totally, I totally read up on you guys and did my homework and memorized everyone's names. I thought it was so cute. Um pretty much anytime she was on screen, which is why I think she had such a great, uh, powerful presence. Melissa Benoist is a wonderful actor. And I think that's why the lack of her was so apparent to me. Cause I'm, I mean, I kind of get used to it every week watching a show that's about her. But when, so when she shows up in these other crossover shows and I'm like, Oh, Cara, you're so wonderful. And then when she's <laughs> not there, you feel it. You're like, yeah, she like, I was missing her waiting for her to come back. Any other scene. I mean, 
not that I didn't enjoy other aspects. Like I really did enjoy the arrow episode. Um, cause like we've been talking about, it got back to a lot of things from when the show first started that I really enjoyed initially, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely missed her when she wasn't around. And I think that's why there were parts that were kind of disappointing. Cause it was mostly just me being like, where'd she go? Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, you went to hang but, out with Iris uh, or something. Yeah, Carly and Rebecca, I get what you're saying, oh, but like, right. can we trust her? You know? I mean, she's not Barry's friend or anything that Barry yeah. has already spent time with. And <laughs> she's if not Oliver a human. trusts Barry, yeah, uh, well, they should you trust know? her just because Barry trusts her. That's, That's how a trust really works. That's solid point. Yeah, I but mean, Barry can't be trusted right now, and he brought an alien from another Earth. So That's right. true. You know what, you know what she should have done, actually? that. She should have pulled out a handgun, and then Oliver would have been like, you're on my team. <laughs> wow. Or picked up his bow or something with her mind. Oh, wow, yeah. What happened to Sarah's crush on her? I That, like, never happened, Ma- right? Oh, maybe, the best. Maybe, maybe Nissa just texted uh, Sarah. I'm like, maybe Nissa texted her and be like, you know, Sarah, you know, you, I know you're here. Don't, don't, don't be fooling around with everyone else. Uh, well, they I'm, kept teasing it. They kept teasing it in promotional stuff. And then I don't know if they had to cut the scene out or. Yeah, that needed to be. It never happened. And ended up on the being president. her. She yeah, did, it was, it was she her. Did. It was her and Mick hitting on the president. Instead. She did. She did say at one point, like you know, to 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 Carly, you know, that you know she's hot. So maybe that was it. Yeah, she kind of she kind of said it under her breath when Kara first showed up. Like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> I think we can probably expect some really extraordinarily fantastic deleted scenes from this crossover. Oh my god! If there's if there's additional footage to this crossover, I'm gonna nerd it even more because I'm like, yeah, I could watch another hour of this. Um, so let's see. Let's uh, Tim. What did, um, how did you feel about Supergirls? You know, in sort of blending in with uh, with the rest of the Arrowverse. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, she felt you know just so naturally a part of the team right when she was introduced to all of them. So it just felt natural. And yeah, like they made a good point where it was. She's just so great. You want to see more of her, which makes it a little disappointing where, you know, she wasn't featured as much in the Arrow and Legends episode. But, I mean, her standout moments were in that Flash episode. And one of my favorite parts was the introduction when she was getting introduced to everyone. But I just love the idea of Oliver, you know, being the veteran tactician, <laughs> the one who's done this the most, uses her, knows she's the most powerful being. So let's use her to train everybody and find out what we're up against. And just how... She didn't even move, break a sweat, just showing how powerful she is, how no one could lay a finger <laughs> on her was just awesome. Just displaying that Kryptonian power, which is really cool to see in that universe. So I, I thought it worked really well, and we know we're going to get more. So that's good because I think it's safe to say we all want to see more Supergirl interacting with that Earth and all the heroes there because it's worked really, really well. So I thought it was a big success on that front. Kat, what about you? Yeah, I think the the best Supergirl was used was when we saw her in the Flash when she was first introduced uh, to the team. I I love that she's making new friends and and I and it also sets up for the future. You know, this hopefully will not be the last time we see Supergirl interact with these characters. So it's just an introduction to their friendship and and hopefully like even mini crossovers because we know that the musical is going to happen. So it's just an introduction and hopefully she'll make even um, better bonds as we, we go along. And then the last scene in Legends was was so good um, as she just Kara because that was the first time we saw that. You know, the rest of the other episodes was her as Supergirl. But her as Kara, it, it, was, it was cool to see 
see her in her civvies. I thought that was really nice. So those are definitely the the best parts for her. And and again, echoing, we needed more Supergirl. And let's see, I who have I haven't asked the Flash peeps yet. It's okay. So Amy, then Lauren, then Brittany, then Andrew. What do you what do you guys think in terms of Supergirls? You know, you know, you know, participation in this. I really I liked when we got her. That's what it comes down to. When Supergirl was present, she was enjoyable. She was fun. I love seeing her interactions. I thought that initially, uh, like you guys are all saying, just echoing that, her initial uh, introduction to Team Super Legends of Flaro in the Flash part was definitely the best. Her battle sequence with Barry, highly enjoyable because she totally kicked his ass. <laughs> and yeah, she did. But he was faster. Like we never saw when she landed. He literally, okay, I don't think that was confirmed. Here's what's kind of crazy to think about, Andy. He didn't beat her, beat her, quote unquote, by being faster. He beat her by standing still, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. Anyway, I thought she was really she enjoyable when she was in it. I think that there was a lack of her, but I don't think that it was intentional. I think it was production. Um, and realistically, we have to, that's something we need to keep in mind is that this is so hugely ambitious and we're all thinking about that as as reviewers and podcasters we are all fully aware of how much goes into making an episode like this i think that 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 they tried really hard this season not only or this episode not only did they have to introduce a good story they also had to introduce all of these characters who've never interacted with each other before so they had two really big challenges so when next year comes along and they don't have that aspect and they have their crossover, which hopefully will include, like, really include a Supergirl episode, I think we could be looking at a really, really crazy, crazy successful episode. But overall, when she was there, I loved it. Do I Was I totally, frankly, pissed at the way Oliver sidelined her for no reason at the end? Absolutely. But um, I, I think... <sighs> In many ways, that's just almost something that Legends is good at. So, at what? Sidelighting characters. And uh, Pat and I can have a discussion about this if we want. But oh, we again, totally should. <laughs> she, she, she had. She came back at the end, and that, and like what you guys said, that last moment where she was just kind of sitting there and um, looking up. Still really incredible. And you know, if we're going to talk about the idea of sidelighting characters, how many characters did they have to cover in this episode? A whole bunch. I mean, did anyone actually count how many? Total I got we had? A, I, I got eleven. That's a lot. And I mean, we only have nine people on this podcast. And how realistically are we going to talk about this? Only nine people. <laughs> only nine. <laughs> I mean, think people. about it. We have nine people who have to talk about three hours of television in under an hour. That's not even possible. So the fact that they were able to create multiple storylines and talk about character development and create an entirely new villain with purpose is pretty gosh darn impressive. But more Kara, please. Always more Kara. Every day more Kara. Kara everything. I love her. Is this encouraging you, by the way, to want to... I mean, I know you, you, you know, I don't I don't know if you caught up too much on Supergirl, but is this making you want to go back and see more of it? Because if you, if oh, I would you love do... to watch Supergirl. I just need a wave rider so I have time. Well, I mean, there's Christmas coming up. I mean, I mean, if you really, if you really want to treat, you know, season one and season two, you know, you're gonna enjoy it. Um, Lauren, um, I feel like everyone has said so much about this, and we have like a lot more ground to cover. So let's. I don't. I don't need to add more to to Kara's appearance. She's always awesome. Okay, um, Andrew, Brittany, do you feel the same? Uh, I'll just yeah. give further confirmation and say that that wire work of her 
lifting up off the ground next to Grant Gustin is probably the best I've seen out of these shows. So mm-hmm. it, appa- it apparently took her several times to do it. Um, there was a behind the scenes video where she kept kind of goofing <laughs> it up. So, um, so but it, it did look good in the end. Well, I, I guess the only thing I will say is that, yeah, I, I mean, this is what makes me even so, so more frustrated that they haven't merged uh, the two worlds yet. And because, I mean, yes, we do have Cisco's little, you know, what was it called? Amy, do you remember, Amy, since you're Miss Multiverse, how, remember what Cisco's little thingy that she, that he gave to her was called? Um, intergalactical com. An interdimensional uh, uh, something narrator. Speaking? A transponder or something. Uh, yeah, it started with it. a T. Yeah, that was it's, it. Tra- I think it's, it's transponder. Is transponder even a word? The I've transponder never... is what he took from the Dominators. It was... Oh, it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing that they use. Interdimensional extrapolator is what it was. Oh, is that what it's called? Can we just yeah. call it a multiverse combat? Well, you're Miss Multiverse. You get to decide that. If that's what you want, you can, you know, uh, we will call it that. But yeah, no, I, I, it made me so much more frustrated that that these Earths aren't merged, you know, which is why I proposed that they should do Cries on Infinite Earths as maybe, I don't know, the season finale, so we have, like, tons of bleep to to, to freak out over it when we do these season finale podcasts. But yeah, but do, it but was... But do crises work on in comic books do we do we want to get that convoluted in the in well, the tv look, we shows can, we, we can retcon some things we don't oh. want we can bring back people <laughs> we want to bring back you know we can merge earths and whatnot so you know i mean you know there, there, there are upsides to everything but i was yeah i just had a i was gushing just watching melissa with everyone because i mean she's like pure cuteness 24 7 it's it's unbelievable i've never seen a person that can be be like that all the time so it was it was just a lot of fun but like lauren said we have a lot of things to cover so let's um let's touch about this briefly because it sort of got wrapped up finally in this in this crossover the whole flashpoint situation you know in terms of how everyone is reacting so um i'm gonna throw it to my flash people first so how did you guys feel and we'll go with the uh britney amy Lauren and then Andrew. Uh, how do you guys feel about uh, some of the members reacting to the Flashpoint? Um, you know, finding out that Barry had done this uh, behind her backs. Um, I understand everyone's frustration, like totally, especially Diggle. That was kind of heartbreaking. Like that little moment where Oliver kind of like whispers to him, like, "Hey, buddy, you had a daughter." Like that kind of broke my heart. But actually, my roommate and I were talking about this, and we were saying, like, how could you mourn something you didn't know you had? Like, in a way, it's kind of weird. Like, so you want to trade baby John for this daughter you don't even know that you had? <laughs> like, that's kind of a weird, like, feeling. Like, they all, like, they're just like, oh, Barry, you messed up our lives. And they're like, I mean, Cisco, yes, he is the right. Like, he had a brother, now he doesn't have a brother. But, like, you know, Diggle has a daughter that he loves and has, you know, is his child. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I wish I had a son instead of this daughter that I've had for my whole life in my head kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> that was kind of, we just talked about that, which made me think about that. Um, I'm just, I, I wish Cisco wasn't mad at Barry for the crossover. Like, yes, I know it fueled a lot of stuff that happened, but I wish that had been just a flash thing. Like, I really hated that it dragged over to this because it made me be like, oh my God, Barry, Cisco, stop. Like, you're being so <laughs> annoying. And like, if it had just stayed on that show and like it didn't come, 
you know, over and like they had dealt with it or they had it like happen afterwards. Like Cisco found out on the crossover what happened and then it dragged into the flash next week. That would have, I feel like, been better than me having to like, listen to Cisco complain for four episodes of like, oh my God, you killed my brother. And I really wanted Barry to be like, Cisco, your brother was a jerk. Like, you don't know this, but you hated your brother. Like, you don't even like him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, like, you and I forgot they, that. They literally, they literally just became friends, like, in one recent episode. Like, he was a jerk for a really long time, and I wanted Barry to be like, oh, my God. Like, you don't even realize, like, what a jerk your brother is. How painful um, was that comment, by the way, when he said to be, when they went to go pick up Kara, and he was like, we're barely friends. We're just working together. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we get it. Like, I was like, shut up, May. I mean, Cisco. Wow. No, we're going to continue. Um, I feel like there's something else I was going to say, and I can't remember. Yeah, so that's how I felt. <laughs> Amy? I'm sorry, I was reading the chat. I forgot the question. Oh, we're talking about Cisco. Are we talking about Cisco? Are we talking about reaction to Flashpoint, right? Yeah, everyone's, reacting, everyone's reaction to um, the Flashpoint thing. Well, given that we've spent so many episodes on the Flash making it a big deal, it only was it felt natural that that's what we did in this crossover and frankly totally justified because I've seen a lot of people in the chat and on Twitter mention why did they make such a big deal about it? So realistically, think if somebody told you that you had a child who you loved and cared for who no longer exists because somebody else went back in time and altered something for his own individual purposes, and therefore your child, who you loved, who you assume that you love because you don't actually know, because she doesn't exist, no longer exists. That is a huge emotional burden to bear. And I know that that you know we're kind of like, oh, you know, it's he's got a son, and and it's almost like a lot of people are thinking that they overreacted. But in my opinion, it's not something to overreact about. Um, that being said, I love time travel, and I love the I seeing the repercussions of what Barry brought up. So I can't fault him at all for making the decision he did because Oliver is spot on when he talks to Barry. Um, gosh, what does he say? He says that the, it basically says we make choices. All of us make choices. All of us make choices. Some that impact us and others more than other than another choice. So it's our job to live with those choices and to make the absolute best from those choices that we can. And that's life. Life is choices. So I I appreciated that moment with Barry and Oliver in the the future room talking about that um, and and really just seeing Barry kind of move past it and seeing Cisco move past it because it's been something that's been hankering the Flash for a while and as a fan starting to get a little bit irksome we talked about it on the last episode of the Flash podcast so I enjoy that hopefully we're getting past it but. I also, as a time travel person, I think it's it's a necessary story that we see all these repercussions of what he did. Because if we pretend that him going back in time and living three months in an alternate universe doesn't have lasting effects, that's unrealistic. And we're seeing the lasting effects that time travel can cause with Dr. Stein as well. So we're getting totally different ends of the spectrum, you know, as far as messing with time travel goes. Um, but overall, I, I, I thought it was really well done. And from the Legends perspective, I actually, I think one of my favorite parts regarding the Flashpoint was Stein, or not Stein, it was Ray, who basically said, you are the person we are trying to stop. You created an aberration, which we have spent our entire eight months that we've been um, time master peoples trying to prevent. So 
he's the kind of person that they hate dealing with. But um, overall, I really, really, really enjoyed everything involving that because I think it was real and honest. Was it a little bit too much and heavy-handed? Maybe. But I didn't mind it too much. Lauren? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like it would have been fun to have everyone on the same team and have Barry and Tisco be buddy-buddy. You know, if, if this wasn't... This is what's so interesting, is that... You know, Arrow 100 should have been a standalone episode that didn't have to go back and forth, like Brittany was saying earlier. And yet, it fell in the crossover, and that's just how it was. And the same thing with Flashpoint. You know, Stein is dealing with, you know, the new daughter in his life, and Caitlin is suppressing her powers, and Wally is getting powers, and Cisco hates Barry in this moment. And those are all things that really, you know, are kind of not interrupting or putting a damper on the crossover, but they did affect kind of the emotional state of all these characters. And it would have been more fun just to have everyone on the same team, you know, emotionally, but at the same time, the crossover fell right in the middle of the fallout from flashpoint. So like, I think I I agree with everybody in terms of like how we wish it could have been a little different in some aspects, but at the same time, like these shows are, these shows aren't in their first seasons. They aren't in like the honeymoon phase of let's all team up and do all this great stuff together. They're in, you know, Arrow is in its fifth season. You know, it's essentially in its fifth act. Like there are some really dramatic, really heartbreaking things going on on these shows. And so the fact that they could honestly address the emotions of those characters and at the same time, make it funny, like giving Diggle a lot of the comic relief lines in the flash episode, (laughs) as opposed to Cisco who would normally get those, you know? And I mean, the whole thing of like Diggle throwing up over the balcony is the funniest thing I've ever seen. So I feel like though, because he's the only one who does it. I know. Well, Felicity, she threw up a lot in the Legends episode. There's a lot of throwing up. Um, I feel like they had such a, like, the writers had such a task in front of them to do a crossover in the midst of some really serious stuff, like John losing a daughter and Cisco losing his brother, and Barry pretty much hating himself, you know, for everything that he did in Flashpoint, which I think perfectly lined up with the sacrifice that Barry tried to make in Legends. And I love that Cisco was like, I know Barry. Barry is wallowing in so much self-guilt right now. He's going to throw himself on the altar of the Dominators because he's, you know, he feels so bad for everything that he did. Like, I felt like this was a very adult crossover like the way that that ray was calling out time aberrations and that's what stein's job is to stop an aberration but what happens when your own daughter your own flesh and blood is an aberration do you go back and erase her do you keep her do you keep baby john do you keep baby diggle like these are really big questions and i feel like in the midst of those big questions they were still able to put in a lot of humor which i respect the heck out of I forgot what the order was like. Uh, it was wait. First, Amy said something. Lauren said something. Is it just me left. I think I'm left too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll say I I didn't quite. Um, I don't want to say I hated this entire scene, but I definitely was close to hating it. Uh, mainly because it it just didn't like like you guys said we like we've been here before. We, you know we've kind of heard this. Um, the subject of like everything changing and there being impact. Yes. Uh. But this did just seem like everybody kind of ganging up on Barry with like a, a little holier than thou attitude. Like, you know, you know, Barry, you can't just go doing that. And for the audience, it's kind of like he knows that. That's why he did it. Cisco wanted him to go back and save his brother. He refused to. 
that's part of the reason why they're not, <laughs> you know, cool right now. Um, we know all of this. His mother and father were murdered in front of him by someone, and so he was not in a great state of mind. And then Oliver, the only other person who's had to see their mother and father murdered in front of them, says, like, hey, I would have – who are we kidding? We all would do the same thing. Um, I kind of took that as, like, sorry, they're being so weird. It, again, I just I, – it was something where I was sitting there thinking, I really did not come to see this, more of this. Like, uh, And then again, I mean, the John, you know – you just wipe my daughter from existence. I was like, okay, well, I mean, he also gave you a son, so you're welcome. We're even. Um, if, you, if you want to play it that way, uh, you didn't have your son either. I, it just felt like it was all kind of it delivered as like a parent lecturing their child. Um, and that's not what I came for. I, I want to see them, you know, having fun together or, or one person in the group, uh, you know, kind of commiserating with him and being like, maybe we should let up or um it was just couched in the whole cisco thing and then it was capped off with the the message and cisco basically like tattling like running off like guys 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 um yeah talk about outing anything happen with that message either like i forgot no. about that, that is such okay much like star city 2046 it's a potential future i don't think like, that's you know, a good like, point Sorry, from, a, we, we from say? a Legends perspective, I brought this up to Kat uh, separately. It's very, in my opinion, it's very possible that that message that we saw was not intended to be talking about this moment in time. That like I mean, it's an form. ambiguous like, like a message form. from the future. It could totally be talking about something that happens in five, six years from now, or in that mysterious time ten years from now when Iris no longer writes. Don't re- Amy. Don't news article me. about. Don't remind me. I'm I'm yeah. heartbroken so, about it. Anyway, it may it may have been regarding this, but I don't know. I it would be a really good misdirect if it wasn't. If they bring it up and they were like, "Oh, Future Barry wasn't talking about the whole Dominator situation. They were talking about something else." Probably. Sorry, sorry, sorry B dog. We didn't mean to hate on you. Basically, <laughs> all the people in the chat who are like, "Don't talk about the newspaper article. Don't do it." By the way, you guys, we are uh, <laughs> watching the chat. We don't have enough time to read everything you guys say. But we're That's having a blast. Why, um, a lot it. of us are actually in the chat right now, chatting with you because <laughs> otherwise we'd be here for like six days. Well, uh, one thing I want to add about the five, I mean, I'm glad that it's, you know, they, Cisco and him are friends again, even I don't like how they had to do it, because I'm like, oh, so we just had to risk going through time and space just to, for him to understand it. And the only thing I didn't like, and I had, I had the, um, the pleasure to show Rebecca a, a scene from season two, Legends Tomorrow, um, this season, episode five, where Sarah Lance spells out to Damien Dark about his entire freaking future. Fast forward to, to this week, and she calls out Barry on his crap, like, you know, like, we, we you know, don't you, I, I don't, I want to bring her back every day by a cat. Wait a minute, girl, you, what a hypocrite. You just spelled out the entire future for him, your, your sister's murderer, and who has now the potential to maybe think, make things even worse in the present. So I was like, Sarah had to shut up, Cisco had to shut up, Ray, I, he's too cute. I, I can't tell him to shut up. But the only one I was able to understand was Daigle, and he wasn't. He didn't seem angry, but he seemed he, more like just in shock. Like he was like, "I'm not gonna hate you. I'm not gonna despise you, but you need to let me process it." And I think that's what I wish. That's what I wish what Cisco had done, because I never got the feel of when I saw Daigle's face that he, I hate you. You know, like you know, you 
you know, you think you're God, yada, yada, and so on. I, he just felt like, I'm in shock, I need to process this. And also, you know what, Diggle, if you want a daughter, have you ever heard of the honey and the bees? You know, just make another baby for the, for the love of God if you want a daughter. It's, you know, it's not that complicated. Uh, so, I'm, that's just my two cents on it. What? If they want a baby, just make a freaking baby. It wouldn't be the same yeah, it's child, like Sarah though. Sarah was like no. the coolest baby. <laughs> or the okay, same situation was not, like, named doing... after one of their best friends who just died. Okay, adopt a... Okay, for, for, go to an orphanage. Adopt, adopt a girl and name her Sarah. Like, just... It's... Children uh, are not replaceable. <laughs> not well, in Andy's view... It might... Look, I don't want kids. But this is probably why I'm so... I dare you to say that one more time. Whoever said it. Um, okay, so let's hey, look. I'm just gonna say, Andy. You know, like let's be let's be progressive and tolerant here. I'm not gonna say that the gender of a child is like the most important thing in the world. Like he has a kid. For all we know, it's the exact same kid, and it's just a boy instead of a girl. True. True story. I like that. I like that. We're gonna go with that. We're... This is why Andrew is the better Andy of the show. Um, so let's talk about them because I don't want to discuss. I want to get everyone's thoughts about this because, and especially Amy, because you, you know, since you were pointing out that you haven't seen Aaron in a good while, the whole do I call it a dream sequence? What do I call it? Is it an alternate? Is, it, is this shared a mind hallucination? Yeah, hallucination. Shared, thank you. That's right. Shared hallucination because I was like, is it? I can call it a dream because it's not really a dream. We saw a lot of great new familiar faces from the 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 series of arrow of all the past five seasons and so i'm gonna let's go to tim first because you're since you're repping uh quiver what did you feel how did you feel about seeing some of these past faces that we've seen you know you know die in the past few seasons like what was like seeing you know oliver getting married almost getting married to laurel and you know and his parents being alive and so on what did you think yeah i thought it was great and so Great way to celebrate his 100th episode. I always like those type of stories, too. I'm a big fan of the Batman the Animated Series episode, Perchance the Dream, which this episode reminded me a lot of. And then uh, for the man who has everything, or in the case of Supergirl last season, for the girl who has everything, those dreamlike states where everyone's living out like their fantasy life or their perfect world. But to find out, you know, it's, it's fake and they have to break out no matter how hard it can be. So I thought it handled that really well, especially at the end where... Uh, Sarah and Oliver saying goodbye to Laurel and then I thought that wasn't going to be it but then right before Oliver goes to that like transporter and what gets out of that state everyone from the season who's either like or from the show who's not on it anymore has died left is you know saying old lines from the series past that's just you know giving Oliver closure and for him to move on which I thought was a great way to end it but just seeing it throughout the course of the episode and seeing the familiar faces was really great my only little nitpick was as awesome as it was to see Deathstroke back and for some more really awesome fight sequences. I just wish they somehow could have gotten Manu Bennett back to, to hear some dialogue from Deathstroke because that just would have made it even better because he's by far the series' best villain. So it was cool to see him. I just wish it was Manu Bennett. But Tim, Tim, you need to watch, you need to go to Manu Bennett's uh, Instagram page and he will literally give you the answer to whether or not he would have wanted to come back because yeah, he gave a powerful answer in terms of what he, what he felt about the 100 episode. So uh, anyone okay. go go to go to Monica's Instagram. Yeah, it's, hel- it's hilarious. I I lost myself. And um, Kat, you're also a big Arrow fan. How did you feel about seeing you know this alternate take on Oliver's life? I think it it was one of the best things I've seen from Arrow 
almost ever. And it reminds me why I love the show. And as Andy knows, I'm a huge Arrow fan. Like I said before, I've been really disappointed with this season, but it proves why Arrow is good and when it's good is when obviously Oliver is the main character, but it also relies on the other characters. That's what made this so so good that it wasn't just about Oliver's journey. It was about the connections he made throughout the whole show. It was about Sarah's journey. It was about Ray. It was about Thea. It was about Diggle. Um, so that's the part I really liked. And, and I thought the best scene was when they fought their demons, when Oliver fought Deathstroke, when Thea fought Malcolm, where Ray fought the person who killed his uh, fiance, Diggle fought Hive, um, Sarah fought Damien Dark. It proved that these supporting characters are much more than just two-dimensional characters. They have demons of their own. They're they're also char- uh, characters, which is, you know, what I love about all these shows and why we're watching these crossovers is because we've seen all these characters, you know, Flash. I mean, Barry, you know, the reason we have Flash is because of Arrow, because he was a character on Arrow. So the reason why we, we have all these heroes is because of Arrow because of Oliver and in some ways because of Sarah which they mentioned in Legends so um, that was the most powerful scene for me and um, there's a lot of emotional scenes I think for me personally the most emotional scene is when Thea wanted to stay because that was her perfect life and and Oliver yeah. was okay with that and but then Thea yeah. I wish it wasn't off screen when we found out why Thea goes back but it's because you know she knows who her family is so uh, there's a lot of great moments um and the reason this was so good is because it was character-driven, and I think Arrow needs to learn to do that. Stop focusing on, oh, we need this big twist, we need this big, you know, uh, villain. It's always been about the characters. Stick with that and, and showcase your supporting characters more, because that's why the 100th episode was so good. I love everything you just said there, that we don't need a twist, just, you know, I mean, honestly, all of these shows need to stop focusing on twist, 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 you know, like, you know, it's because... We have some pretty damn as awesome character on these shows. It's like, you know, we don't need to, like, you don't need to make some crazy explanation of who Prometheus is or who, <laughs> I was going to say alchemy, but I'm like, you know, but that was just so obvious that it wasn't even, it was, it was barely funny. But, um, so let's see who else have, um, Rebecca, since, you know, I know your history, let's call it that, <laughs> your history with Arrow. Um, what was it like kind of jumping back into the show and seeing what was, you know, what was going on and, you know, like, you know, did, did you find some closure with, you know, as well as the characters in the shared hallucination? I was 100% prepared to hate it. 100%. And uh, like everybody else who has just kind of spoken on this, I, I, I think the real strong point of the episode was the emotional heart that Oliver Queen was going through. And I liked that even though we saw a green arrow in the shared hallucination, it wasn't Oliver Queen. So it was focusing on Oliver Queen as a person and not the Green Arrow, not the Hood. And I thought that, for me, was what made it so uh, such a strong story was because it was about the character, it was about the person, it wasn't about being the superhero, it was about his life and his family and his connections. And, and Laurel played a big part, and that was very exciting for me because I'm a big Black Canary fan, so it, it was nice to see her. Although I was worried, and it kind of came to pass, that she would just be treated as a love interest. You know, that was kind of it. Um, but I, you know, I went with it. It was fine. Um, but I, I did 
like the Arrow episode probably the the best out of the three, and I, I thought it was because of how emotionally connected I felt to it, which was weird because I left the show last season. I stopped watching because I hated it so much. It was like causing me stress and anxiety. And I'm trying to watch my, you know, literally trying to watch my health, you know, my heart problems, my health problems, the stress levels. So I had to quit watching Arrow. Um, And so this was very refreshing for me to come into it. I was very engaged. I didn't even, like I was trying to live tweet while, while I was watching it, but I couldn't even like, take my eye off the screen, my eyes off the screen to look down at my computer just because I was so enraptured in, into what was happening. I thought it was very well executed. And even the, the part uh, at the end of the flash episode leading into the era episode, I thought was really clever where all of the arrow characters were the ones who got sucked up into the ship. And so that led to the next story. So I thought that was really well written. And um, the fact that they were able to, create a 100th episode that celebrated these characters that celebrated Oliver Queen. And they did it within that crossover and it still felt like it was the 100th episode. I thought that was a remarkable, remarkable achievement. Um, and so I, I, I kudos to the arrow people. I hated what they did to black Canary. I hated the way they killed her off. I still think that's a huge mistake and they need to correct it. But the episode uh, of era, the 100th episode uh, in this crossover was very, very well done. And if I can hop in, uh, in my opinion, if Rebecca, you think that that's that's a really big deal because we know how hard it's been, you know, dealing with what Arrow did to to Laurel, and that's a, a whole different conversation. But it makes me as as a, as as your friend and a fan of the show to hear you say that it means a lot because well, I. Think- I- Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I, I do feel like they actually tried to honor the history of the show. We got to see, even even if they didn't have speaking parts, we saw uh, Roy there. We saw um, the With a weird head. <laughs> With a weird yeah. head, though. <laughs> because Tommy, Tommy was there. I mean, we saw his his mom and dad. Like, I, I think one of my problems when I had quit Arrow was because I felt like they didn't care about those first two seasons. At one point, the, I think the episode was called The Return, when Oliver came back from the island and he came back to Star City or Starling City at that point. They they acted like they just rebooted the show. Like his history with Laurel was not a big deal and all that kind of stuff. And so when they had the 100th episode and it paid homage and 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 celebrated the history from the pilot um i i just that i i think that's what made me feel like they cared about these characters and they cared about the show and it felt like old school arrow which i fell in love with i watched it you know hardcore for those first two seasons and i even liked parts of season three um so i i think that was uh you could i i could personally feel that they tried to act like they cared about the show. So um, I I really appreciated that. I think it's interesting Uh, also that um, I feel like this whole season they've been trying to reiterate what season one of Arrow was, but they've been kind of failing because of these, uh, you know, Wild Dog and these other characters we don't care about. And they've been they've been trying, but they haven't been able to find it. But episode 100 was able to find it with mentions of Walter. But uh, my favorite scene was uh, Thea giving the hosen to Oliver. I thought that was so mm-hmm. cool because I feel like I thought the show forgot about that. And I was like, let Thea give that, let Thea give that. And I thought that was really cool that they, they mentioned those things. Rebecca, I just was going to say that if, if I wasn't wearing a cast on my left hand, I would have applauded you right now because 
that's exactly how I felt. But I, I will get more into how I felt. Uh, but because I want to hear what I want to hear what Carly felt because I know she was. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I went one by one was because I wanted to get to Carly because Carly, you saw the episode this afternoon, and um, what did you think of seeing some of the alternate takes on these characters like you know felicity for example i did i I, well let me let me get something out of the way first i have no attachment to any relationships on this show i don't really care who oliver queen is in a relationship with i just find it really interesting that in alternate universes felicity smoke is wildly successful when she is not attached to oliver queen (laughs) <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like we've seen and- in Legend Star the Star City 2046 episode we see Smoke Technologies in the alternate universe in the in the Arrow episode we see Smoke Technologies again. I understand it's like, you know, the the dominators induced uh hallucination. I'm just really fascinated by it and I'm like, hmm, it almost seems as if she's being held back from greatness. Hmm. I don't know. That was just something I noted. And, you know, I, again, to reiterate, I don't have an attachment to any pairings on the show, although I did think it was very sweet that um, Laurel and Oliver had a proper goodbye, in my opinion. You know, he said the line, he said the line, you always deserved better, which I feel like was the show saying that to all the fans as an apology <laughs> for how they how they killed her off last time and had her last words be about uh, mm. Oliver and Felicity. Um, so that to me felt like a redemptive moment and a nice moment. And even if we knew, like, even if we didn't know that Katie Cassidy was coming back, I felt like it was a really nice um, farewell, but we do know she's coming back. So, and you know, <coughs> excuse me, right as I start talking, um, Carly, you bring up a good point. That is kind of an apology, and I realistically, I think that that's that's a really good gift to the fans because that's something that you know they 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 can't really go back an episode and say, okay, scratch that, cut, you know, restart, re-roll. I think it really well, was very good of, yeah, very good, but you know, things <laughs> go badly. Um, it was their way of apologizing. I don't necessarily know if we could have asked for more. I think they did that. just Oh, so oh I can, up. I can ask for more apologies. <laughs> I can always take more apologies. Yeah. I just thought it was really nice. Cause like he told her he loved her and like he said, you know, you, I I was never good enough for you. Like I understand that you cared for me and I care about you very deeply, but in the end, you know, I think he realized like the relation the any kind of relationship with with him at that point was not going to be fulfilling for her. Um so, I don't know. I uh I I I thought it was a nice it was just a lovely scene, so I just want to say something really quickly before I pass it over to the flash people because um otherwise I, I will forget I don't have a pen pen in front of me so I will I can't note it down. But I wrote something on Twitter last night about how I was able to do something that I never thought I could do again with this show, which was cry tears of happiness. Because like Rebecca, I've had issues with the show. I mean, guys, listen to the whole summer season. I think you can have a drinking game with how many times I took a shot at Arrow. And uh, but this week I 
I I loved watching the show. I you know it was it was like Rebecca. You know I there were some points that I couldn't lie tweet because I just wanted to watch. I, I you know my eyes couldn't take off the TV screen. I just loved it so much, and it was it wasn't like you know screw you, Elicity fans. It was a celebration to all fans of the show that you know we saw memories of all of us. You know good. And less good moments uh, in his life, and it honored the characters have come before. You know, we saw Moira again. You know, and like Oliver and Fia finally get to say goodbye because you know, let's remember, Moira sacrificed herself in front of Deathstroke, and they never got to say goodbye. It, Robert was like, you know, screw you, Oliver. I'm just gonna shoot myself in the head, and I. I felt that, you know, in some ways I found some closure to to some of the flaws of the show. And yes, you know, I, I don't know which one said it, but, you know, yes, Laurel was kind of just a love interest. But this was in a certain reality when where she and Oliver never became green on Black Canary. And also, I mean, who, who else loved that Black Canary necklace, by the way? Because I was just like, I need to order one right now, but I know it doesn't exist, but I want one. Oh, we're going to try to make one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had no, a conversation is, with David. This is going to happen. But, uh, yeah, no, I, as a whole... Thought that yes, maybe it would have worked better as a separate episode. But you know what? At this point, I don't even know what they could have done to honor the show without having had this "what if" reality and so on. And you know, the do- that's where the Dominators actually worked in some ways. And I was I was happy with it. And I love you know. I mean, of course, I was crying within two minutes of the episode because Laurel was there. I mean, they were they were in the shower. They were talking about their mar- in their upcoming wedding. And I mean, what more can can a guy ask for? I mean, I'm sure Rebecca can ask for more, but you know, but I'm like, I was like, I'm happy. Oh yeah, I can. I, I have I'm, I have lots of things on my list. Um, but okay, so I'm gonna pass it over <laughs> to my flash pockets people, um, and I want to start with Lauren because I I know Lauren really you know really loves Arrow, and I she wrote a really awesome article by the way on Black Canary that you should guys check out at Comic Researchers. So so let's start with Lauren. Like, what did you think of the way Arrow did it with uh, their what if reality? I thought it was done really well, and I agree with with everything that you guys have said so far. I think for me, you know, Arrow was my first live-action comic book show that I ever really got into. I mean, there wasn't a lot to watch growing up in general. I, you know, I think I watched some of the X-Men animated series and the Batman animated series, and I've seen episodes of Smallville, but, you know, I was in college when Smallville was out. Like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't as invested in shows when I was younger as I am now. And so for me, Arrow was really my first experience with live-action superhero TV. And I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now and all the Marvel shows and all the DC shows, but Arrow, like, Arrow for me is like my OTP as like a show. Like there's something about it that I will always really treasure. No matter how far off base the show can get, you know, if there are things that they do that I dislike, I feel like Arrow's like the show that I don't think I'll ever be able to quit. And so for them to, you know, I like pictures started to surface of Laurel in the wedding dress. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What are we, wait, what, what's going to happen in this, in this episode? And then the trailer came out and the synopsis came out. And I think Mark Guggenheim took a picture of Robert Queen at the table read. And I remember, I think he posted it pretty late at night and I, I got to write it up for work. And I was just, I was freaking out because like that's a relationship that we never got to see develop because he died, you know, five years before the show even started. And we got a couple of flashbacks with Robert and Oliver, but we didn't ever really get to see that relationship blossom. So I think I was looking forward to this part of the crossover 
the most out of everything. And I cried from start to finish. Like I could not stop crying. And I, I think, you know, the, the best two moments for me, cause everything was great. You know, seeing his parents alive, you know, was awesome. And seeing Laurel and Sarah together was awesome. And the fact that Oliver and Laurel were going to get married and like, I ship Raylicity. And so I love seeing Felicity and Ray dating. Cause I always really like their chemistry together. But the two moments for me that just, Oh, it's just like sticking a knife in a wound that really got me was that final scene. Um, you know, him seeing, like, hearing the incredible words that people have said to him, you know, Laurel saying, you know, I know you in your bones, and what Moira said, just, like, that was incredible, but my favorite moment that came as such a surprise to me was Oliver's moment with Thea, because I love Willa, and I feel like she doesn't always get, she doesn't always get to have those kind of moments, and to me, Willa was the MVP of, of this this specific episode, the Arrow 100, because she looked at Oliver and was like, I'm not going. And for a split second, I was like, wait, is Willow leaving? Like, are they going to leave her on that ship and just like, let her continue to have this fantasy? Like, you know, she's lost so much. She's lost both parents. She's lost Roy. She's pretty much lost everything. Like she wants to stay. And I felt like that was such an honest, just such an honest moment for her to have. And then for her to come out of the house and say, like, I can't lose any more family. I was like, wow, like this show has, you know, at the end of the day, this show, they're like the last queen standing and it's Oliver and Thea. And no matter what ships come in and out of the show or what villains come in and out of the show, like they, to me, like, I feel like the showrunners were saying like, this is the future of our show is Oliver and Thea. And to me, that made the biggest impact. Yeah, Lauren, I definitely have to piggyback um, after that. Because you, you almost had a heart attack when uh, that happened. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, no, I agree, and I and I really hope that you're right because I, you know, I watched season five of Arrow, and and they sideline her, and it's and I really hope that we can, you know, show that Thea is a core of Arrow too. She's been here since season one, um, and we'll see. But I, I really hope that the next half of Arrow really proves that because I. I 100% agree that she was the shining star of uh, of the Arrow 100th episode. But again, I'm biased. <laughs> Can I just add something really quickly about Fia and Oliver both finding closure to this? I hope that this sort of lifts the darker tone that Arrow has, that now that these two characters have actually been able to... I mean, mostly Oliver, but they, now that they've been able to find some closure and so on, because, you know, I'm just going to say it. Stephen Amell... It, other than the Legends episode, he was the MVP of the majority of this crossover. This is the greener that I want that is more totally inspiring. And I hope that now that he's found closure, that he, you know, him as a leader and also as a mayor. But by the way, how come no one in Star City was like, you know, hmm, the greener is in Central City, but where's Mayor Queen? <laughs> like, how come like no one is making those connections? But I'm just kidding. But um, um, Andrew. Um, how did you feel about the way the Arrow did this whole shared hallucination? I can't get used to saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I I liked it. I it was, I mean, it's kind of a double edged sword because it reminded me of all of the characters and dynamics that I used to really love on this show, um, which is kind of unavoidable. I was happy to see Katie Cassidy back. Uh, I I thought I would have liked to have seen her um, do maybe more. I mean, we didn't really get a glimpse into who 
she was as much as I would have liked. Uh, it was just she's she's alive and with Oliver. I would have liked a bit more about who she is, like what how what she ended up being. Um, it's it's still like I love the Black Canary from the comics, uh, who, who's still a pretty pretty far cry from the the Arrow version. Um, but it was nice having her back. I, like I like those scenes together, and it really did kick off that. Yeah, how awful all of this was. Uh, the CGI Roy hologram was a was oh, a high water mark. Um, but no, I, I thought the the Thea Oliver stuff worked really well, and it really reminded me that I liked her character the most before she became a vigilante. Um, when she was kind of his sister, dealing with her stuff in different ways. So I'm maybe not optimistic that this is going to lift some of the. Uh, gloomier or, or just darker kind of uh, more oppressive storyline of arrow but um if it strengthens the scenes between oliver and thea then i would be very happy about that i would also be happy if thea finds her own story but this might be a good way to to put to start a new chapter and i i like i said i i like the episode i think it really cashed in on the five you know seasons that we've had with them so um it maybe wasn't wasn't the most. It, it, it doesn't raise my hopes for the series going forward. Just just in terms, I haven't really been crazy about it in the last little while. But it was nice to see that they were aware of the things that did still matter to people, and it still mattered to me. So that was what can you expect really from a hundredth episode look back spectacular. Brittany, what did you think, Brittany? Speechless. <laughs> yeah, she's speechless. Um, did we? Lo- okay, let's uh, we'll go to Amy while we figure if uh, Brittany's still here. Um, Amy, what what other thoughts did you have about um, the 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 the, the, uh, the shared hallucination of whatever? I still I really can't get used to saying that. You could call the call it collective consciousness if that makes it feel any better. No, it makes it more complicated from my mind. <laughs> it went into way more complicated. Again, the Arrow segment of this crossover was my favorite by far. I was overwhelmed in a really good way by the emotions that struck me. Like I said, I haven't seen Arrow in over a season and a half. I I think I stopped like eight or nine episodes into the fourth season. I just felt like it lost its way. And I was concerned, like Rebecca was, jumping back in. I didn't know what to expect. I was overwhelmed in a beautiful, blessed way. From what Arrow gave us. It was the Oliver that I wish that Oliver was every single episode. He was his best Oliver in this crossover, with the exception of the Legends part with his deal with Kara. But even so, even even with that, he was the Oliver Queen that I fell in love with, really in the second season of Arrow. And that moment where he's hugging his mom and he starts to break down, I I became emotional. I'm getting emotional about it right now. I started crying and then him going over to Thea and him being willing and, and, and making and not making the choice for her being willing to accept her choice and to leave her hair there. That was the most beautiful moment that I think arrow has presented us with in, in a very, very, very long time. It, It would be, I would have to, I would be hard pressed to find a moment in arrow that has made me so emotional as that. 
it, it was a truly superb and well done moment. And seeing all of or and seeing uh, Dig and Sarah and Ray all experience that collective consciousness, and then the final fight scene was just really well done. I think it was overall one of the most extraordinary segments we've seen of Arrow, and by far totally 100% worthy of their 100th episode. And Andrew, like you said, I don't know if I'm going to jump back into Arrow, but if I never see another Arrow episode for the rest of my life, I am glad that this is the final episode I watch. Can we give yeah. a quick shout out, by the way, to, I mean, all the directors, but you know, but, uh, James Bamford, who does all the amazing fights. I mean, he directed this 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 baby, uh, and what a fight. Al- although, it was so bizarre seeing Ray with a gun. And I think, I mean, like, he even looked weird at it, too. That's the only part of the fight. I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable, but I think he is, too. But, yeah, that fight, I didn't realize that was supposed to be the, 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 the Deathstroke character that the Deathstroke soldier killed his fiance. So I'm like, oh, so it connected to all of them. So, um, Brittany, are you back? I think so. Am I back now? Yeah, we heard you. <laughs> so, what did you um, what yeah. did you think of the hundred for Arrow? Um, yeah, I think I liked it, and I didn't like it. I had some problems with it, just as I said before, like kind of not again watching Arrow, like a lot of people who have just been talking about. I did really, like I said, I loved all the um, dreamy consciousness state parts. I really thought that was a good. Um, a good way to have an 100th episode just to, you know, like I said, it's a wonderful life. What could have been, this is what we wanted to see. And I thought that was really, really good. I really don't have anything else to add, but everyone else said was, was pretty much how I felt other than, um, yeah, it's just hard for me to like in, emotionally invest in like the new characters and the new storyline. I was kind of just like, okay, skip to the next part so I can see like, you know, what, what the is up to and who she, who was Oliver talking to. And the only thing I was a little bit confused about was, like Diggle like showed up at the mansion all of a sudden and was like, "Hey, like I totally believe you now." It's like that was a fast. But did, didn't that mean that he hundred real quick? Didn't that mean <laughs> that he re- started re- that he remembered who it really was and then you know the the curse was lifted? I guess. I think because there's some off screen okay. yeah. stuff happening because there wasn't enough time because it was the crossover. But I well, I would have liked to see it like oh Diggle figure it out, Thea figure it out. But they they did as much as they could. I felt uh, for them figuring it out. I'm gonna have to buy all the freaking DVDs for these all these shows this this time because n- now I want to see all the deleted scenes for respective cause of episode. But but we're I starting think it to was probably on. because from a, if I'm gonna get techie tech for a second, probably because Oliver's different reality, so to speak, his his hallucination was so vastly different from his real life that that polarity was what kept kind of pulling them back to the reality. So once he started figuring out that things were wrong, it sort of connected to the rest of them, if that makes sense. It kind of, like, bridged over. Also, we didn't bring it up. Can we talk about the moment where he desperately tries to elope with Laurel? Or did we talk that up and I was just reading the chat? Because he's so desperate not to leave this world Uh, that he tries to marry her instantly. (laughs) That's how desperate he was. The best line in the whole episode was, nothing makes sense other than the fact that I love you. That makes sense. And I was like... I was about to, like, I, I didn't care. I was about to call Rebecca. I'm like, why are they doing this to us? Uh, because that broke me. And, you know, the whole elope thing, I... Someone else talk. I can't. <laughs> Someone else talk about it uh, if they want to, because I'm getting emotional just thinking oh, about it. that what? was... Hmm? Yeah, it was, sorry, we would also be remiss when, when he said, you know, you were in the army, you're John Daigle, and he said, no, you're thinking of my brother Andy. I did want to, Oliver to say, like, no, you guys would be pretty hard to get mixed up. 
because one of you, you look like you won him in a contest. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody commented on it. Oh I thought that was... Yeah. In the lead scene, hopefully there was. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to I, me I, or my son that used to be I a daughter. Like that I like that that was the reason why Diggle became the Green Arrow, though. He was like, I have a lot of things I did, like, in the war that I need to atone for. I thought that was a really cool way for, like, explaining why in this timeline he was the Green Arrow. I really, really liked that part. Well, and that sort of paralleled Oliver's journey, too, when he came back to Starling City with that book, that uh, that list of names that his his dad gave him. That That was sort of atoning for his father's sins, for Oliver's sins, that, you know, he had cheated on Laurel with Sarah and... They got shipwrecked on that island together. So I, I liked the paralleling of Island Oliver coming back in the pilot and John in this shared hallucination. I thought that was, uh, was a, a nice little bit of writing. Also his line about, I, to Fee about, I don't do this for a reward. I do it because, what was it he said? I do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, but I don't know. I, I was just, I mean, I... Man, I loved Oliver in, this, in in these two episodes. I like. Can we just? It's a little bit sad, but I. It's you know when it came to the Flash, I'm like, how come that the Flash can write Oliver in great in one episode, but then on Arrow, like for the most of the time, he's, well, he's uh, let's say he's let's just say he's challenging, and I just find it, I just find find it very interesting about it. But um, okay, who okay. I need to ask the chat, who the fr- frack is this whole Len they're talking about in the chat? Like, you know, is it Len for Leonard or like, who are they talking about? I have no idea. Leonard Snart next week on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's probably what that is. Wait, he's oh, he, coming he, back? Yeah, the promo, Amy. We're going to definitely but, oh, obviously talk about it on Legends of Tomorrow podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> yes. And he's why did well, I mean, you call him Len? When did he become Len? I don't. Yeah, I thought like, he was cold. BFFs with him. Like, <laughs> I was like, who the fuck? Are I like Len. Like? Len feels like you're like we're friends with him. Like, yo, Len. Like, close. And then and then he freezes you to death. He's like, no, never call me Len. No. Only my sister gets to do it, and she doesn't even like it. Cold is a mole. We know that he's a good guy. Amy, we're gonna start calling uh, Captain Cold Len. That's gonna be a thing now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was such a sad moment when Barry went up to Ray and was like, hey, where's Snart? And Ray was like, oh, oh we didn't tell you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here. So we, that was hard to watch. Oh, I was, I was straight up mad. Him. Yeah. Um, again, thank you. Thank you, Legends, for killing off one of the most beloved rogue characters of all time. So, um, oh, my gosh. Is Len Allen a thing? <laughs> Someone mentioned fan fiction, oh my God, fan fiction yes. here. Is Len Allen a thing? Len Allen. Oh man! Well, actually, there is a comic by <laughs> Jeff Johns. I'm kidding. No, we're. T- I-, I can tell people are getting tired, so oh we're probably we should probably. Cold flash. Oh, someone says cold, cold flash. flash. Cold flash. Yes. Um. All right, so we got to wrap up, right? Because we're running out of time here. Yeah, but uh, well, but we, let's. That's not true. We could talk all day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if these shows could do a crossover four day of. Three, three days and five minutes. Uh, not even five minutes. It was like one minute on the on Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, but let's just you know we I think we covered pretty much everything. I mean the, the one thing though is that we got a little, we got a little tease for how the musical crossover final happened as Cisco like oh by the way here's a device so that you can come over and have awesome crossover with us every week. Um, so that's probably how they're gonna do the musical, but. Overall, if you get if you guys can sum up the your thoughts on about the crossover in one word, 
and one emoji. <laughs> Get an emoji too. Yeah. Oh, because Brittany loves reading emoji reviews on the Flash Pocket. We just said, "Hey, how about we just make emoji reviews?" And then, uh, and then I think she gave me uh, an angry look because she's like, "She's like, now, damn, now I have to read it every week." Uh, but let's start with the the Flash peeps. Uh, one word and one emoji to sum up that um, the crossover as a whole. So let's start with uh, Lauren. Um, my word is spectacular, and my emoji is the popping champagne bottle. <laughs> Amy? You cannot throw this at me. I was not I planning can, on I it. I can do anything I want. I'm the one who brought everyone together. Oh, I'm the all-around. I boss everyone, everyone around. That's what you told me before <laughs> the show started. Um, you know what? My word's going to be in relation to the arrow portion. portion. Redemption. And I'm going to have to go along Lauren's train of thought, and I'm going to do the little wine glass. Andrew? Oh, boy. Uh, my word would be unexpected. And uh, the emoji of the guy, like, somewhat satisfactorily, like, rubbing his chin kind of is my thought <laughs> my on Arrow. Emotion. So I'm going to go with that, and that is to <laughs> Arrow. And, and, yeah. He's Mr. Pen- Mr. Pensive. Oh, I my word probably be... Oh, I can't think of one word. My, definitely not my emoji is like the ha- my, my, my emojis like the hands-up emoji. And my word would probably be yes, like with an exclamation point. And uh, let's see, Tim. I would go with fun as my one word to describe it. The emoji, I guess, would just be one with the guy with the big smiling face with his teeth showing because that was me in the latter <laughs> moment of this crossover, just a big <laughs> smile on my face. So. Agreed. Cat? Speedy. And I'm going to create a new <laughs> emoji. It's a red oh. bow. <laughs> Apple, if you're listening, give her that red emo- um, bow emoji. I will emoji. use it for everything. There's Promise. a bow and arrow. There's a bow and arrow emoji. But yeah, but she red? wants a red one because yeah, she's greedy. Fiatacular. Fiatacular. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I'm stealing it. I'm... <laughs> You're welcome. Be- because I have a feeling that Rebecca Crawley might say this. I'm going to say this before they do. Pop- if they if they say this word, super friends and then uh, preach uh, emoji, the one so, with the um, so super friends, super friends without space. Two words. Yeah, without super friends. No, are we no, are we hyphenating I, that? No, I I'm going to Google this right now because every is it super friends is definitely two words. Two words. <laughs> hey hey guys, I'm the one who has to edit this People thing. People in the chat are saying it's one word. It's one word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they see they, they love themselves on Andy and they agree with Andy. So they there we go. It's, it's super friends with the preach emoji. So Rebecca? All right, if you want to be a cheater, but um okay. The, the, chat, um, the, the chat is are the judges. All right. Well, my one word uh to describe the crossover would be rewatchable. And I, I think my emoji, I use this a lot when I'm talking about really nerdy things is the uh the glasses emoji like the 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 person the little smiley face wearing the glasses um just because i felt like i was i was pretty nerdy watching it and i I really enjoyed kind of seeing all of the different characters interact and so that that made me feel um nerdy in the best way and carly uh my word is lit and uh (laughs) and then my emoji is the gray alien emoji Nice. Is it the one you have on your profile on Twitter? It is the yeah. one I have on my profile, but it, it doubles. It could be a dominator. They were gray. 
And also for Supergirl. And also for Supergirl. Although Very appropriate. I think the glasses emoji, you could you could argue the glasses emoji is like Cara Danvers. True. I was thinking True. That. Oh, can we can we make that official? Because that is the best. I mean, we because there's no Supergirl emoji available right now. So I think we should do we should do that should be her emoji from now on. I like it. But the, I think that do we. I know you guys are exhausted, uh, my fellow co-hosts, but do, do we? Ha- do you have a f- little bit of energy left to read some feedback from the fans? Uh, we don't have to do all of them. We can just do a few of them. Maybe we could just do the polls. Okay, let's do the polls. Kat, um, the floor is yours. <laughs> I think I just got stuck uh, reading feedback. Um, <laughs> if you guys who <laughs> listen the to only Legends. Reason I, I, the only reason I asked because I'm like, who's going to do it? Because I don't want to do it. <sighs> Classic Oliver. <laughs> well, Thea gets you, stopped you, doing the work once again. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill Joe West in front of you, Carly. No. <laughs> Let's not kill Joe West. Okay. Um, so we did do a poll on Twitter, uh, figuring out our MVP of this episode, the Legends episode, because we did this through the Legends account, the crossover, and then our favorite episode in general. So for the episode uh, MVP. Everyone picked Cisco um, as their favorite, uh, but Professor Stein uh, came in a very close second because Professor Stein got four, but also Firestorm got three. So me technically Firestorm won, uh, but Cisco <laughs> got the most votes technically. But uh, all right, so the crossover we actually have a tie uh, between Oliver and Cisco, um, but we all know that Thea was the true MVP. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we're totally forgetting about Diggle and Diggle. Diggle should have been included because no get their own. I'll MVP. offer a write-in vote for a Damian Dark stunt double. <laughs> oh my god, he's the winner. <laughs> you know who we didn't mention just briefly? Malcolm Merlin was back this week. How great was it to see John Quite, Merlin yeah. to give that awesome Chicago? Like you know, he's a doctor in Chicago, free hospital shifts, and I'm like the only thing I kept thinking. Oh my god, Amy's gonna die. Amy when she was sees this. geeking out over that. We we were talking about it. <laughs> oh man, that was a good scene. But the we were also was- talking about how the Legends episode starts and Oliver takes control, and we're both like, no, no. No, no, Captain Lance, come on here. Sarah should be in control of that whole episode. She is always the MVP. Um, we actually did get some uh, tweets saying that it should be called the Sarah segment instead of just the MVP, because Sarah is always the MVP. Um, <laughs> well, she wasn't on the... Co- she wasn't in- you guys should all listen to her. <laughs> if you're like, oh, Sarah, you guys like her? You should listen to the podcast. No, they're, they're, they don't like it. They're obsessed with her at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I think we love. moved past the word like and love. It's obsession at this point. I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, moving on to the last segment, which was the favorite episode. And uh, we actually had a Legends that won the favorite episode. And then Arrow came in a very close second. Uh, sadly, um, Supergirl... Uh, came last and then flash was third um but i understand supergirl because it wasn't really part of the crossover uh and it's still a good episode oh it was a not great episode part of the crossover yeah exactly i really I mean, had brenda it. strong in it like you know if you have brenda strong you win automatically <laughs> see when i hear brenda strong i think about the other brenda strong the one from like yes, from disney channel that's what i i, I was so confused <laughs> i saw I was her like, name where is she <laughs> I'm like, that's not Brenda, uh, Brenda Strong. Oh, wait, I guess it's a different person. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that. Uh, and that's that's I all totally, the polls. I totally agree. Oh, wait, so wait, that's Brenda Strong. That's what the chat is. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally wrong. All right, but, but still. I, but we had the same so we had the close. Same wrong thought, and so I love far, it. but yet so. I'm so happy I'm not alone in being wrong. Exactly. 
Oh man. But I totally thought the same thing. <laughs> I, I want her to be in the DC TV universe now as somebody. I don't know who. So bad. Supergirl. She definitely has to be in Supergirl now though. Um, but yeah, we, I, we had other feedback, yeah. but we, we... Uh, she, she can work. At, she can work at Catco. She she should be. <laughs> what 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 Catco? Jay Molson isn't even running it properly anymore. Uh, well, <laughs> how is that? Comedy. Cat Grant is gonna get kill someone. Like you let he went to become a vigilante, and my company died at the hands of it. Great. Snapper Car is holding it down. Snapper Car is running so, that shit. Snapper, <laughs> Snapper Car is operating a newspaper outside of a magazine office. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't do any snaps, he's not doing his job properly. So he's not really running things. I'll do some snaps. We 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 got it done. A lot of snaps. <laughs> well, um, you want to do the? Um, there was one more poll you weren't you had, well, right? I got them all. I got all the polls. So um, that's that's all the feedback. I'm I'm done. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, guys, guys um, sorry. Do you want to say something? Chat's amazing. Chat says thank you to us, which is Aww. really cool. What do we do? Uh, we got it. A lot of people. Who <laughs> what do we do? And- no, and, like, and, oh, we did this oh, show. <laughs> they really no. They say thank you for the, for making this podcast. A lot of people who are really really talking about how much they enjoyed it, and everybody who's been chatting with us. Thank you. That's half the fun is getting you know listening to hear what you guys were saying and getting your instant feedback and having you join in with us. So that was what was a lot of fun for me just now. Um, I know that for Legends, we're going to do a little bit of a coverage of the Legendy aspects of this crossover next week and kind of talk about Stein as well as the whole what the actual future message from Barry means. Um, Wait, didn't we get the whole message though? Like, haven't, you know, wasn't that the whole audio we got? Yes, but I'm not convinced it was meant for this time period, but we can talk about that later. Oh, you mean like that? Um, Because I was like, did I miss a part? And we'll definitely talk about his daughter too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has a daughter now. (laughs) Um, And also the part. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and also the fact that people seem to think just going back in time repeatedly is going to fix everything, because that's how that works really well. And yeah, for like, we hate you, babe, for going back in time. Hey, guys, let's go abduct a dominator from the past because that's going to make things work. Oh, and Nate, can I add, is can I add something? Can I add that's something cool. before we close? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people wondered why Barry and Iris didn't get a moment when he was about to sacrifice himself. And Mark Guggenheim just tweeted a page of the script oh, where no. he says, Tell Iris I'm sorry I didn't say goodbye. Tell her I love her. No. So it, it no. was supposed to be in the episode, no. but they Who did, did that? it for time. Did, did, did they film? film did they? And that's like oh, the- oh my god! It says interior hall of justice. Oh, it's official. It is so official <laughs> that it's. You just killed the chat. You just killed the chat. The chat is dead. <laughs> Way to go, Lauren! Like, you you, you come back after four with, months. Um, like they mentioned, like. I'll just show myself out. Lauren comes back, drops the mic, and then Moon walks out. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, Lauren, do a moonwalk. No, I'm, it, 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 who, who was going to say something? Speed, she speed force runs out. <laughs> she and moonwalks got... with the speed force. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's probably what Savitar was doing because you know he had like the entire floor in the speed force last if or two weeks ago. Um, but uh, Amy, you were you were um, you were on a great speed show. Please, please fin- finish it. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say to everybody who. 
listened and joined us and, and chatted to us. That is so much fun for us. Thank you for joining in. We're probably going to do this again. We totally need to do this again. Um, and thank all of you guys for sharing. We love this whole whole um, crossover and we had a really good time talking about it and critiquing it because that's what we do. We're all we're all TV reviewers and critics, um, but we all we really, get to really critique these things. <laughs> we all really enjoy doing this. You mean we um, don't so just gush you, about it and cool say the same people. things every week? Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for sharing Len, um, among oh, other things. We love <laughs> Len. <laughs> we need a um, reel for the crossover. And yeah, the, we do we need did, a blooper reel for this crossover. I mean, like you guys heard the whole thing. There's no, I mean, the only blooper was before the show when, for some reason, everyone was like against being like, Annie, you're totally the Oliver of this podcast right now. I think they're talking about the actual television show. Oh, well, we're going to get a blooper reel for sure. But, you know, I thought, I don't know. We are planning on doing a podcast like this for the musical episode to the person who just asked. Oh. Are we going to oh, yeah. sing during the oh. podcast? Or... Well, yeah. I'm going to write a me, musical number. Me and Andrew had this amazing dance sequence that we're waiting to show. <laughs> In then we audio? Can... So are we going to like hear tap dancing? I'm going to do... I'm gonna, it's gonna be in video format, and then we're gonna announce that we're actually gonna be on dancing with the stars next season. Um, and then I'm gonna do a Hamilton rap. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. I'll do it. I'll do it with you. Let's do it. Oh can my god. we just have like a whole Hamilton? We can, we can do like a cabinet battle. Yes. <laughs> cabinet, cabinet battle. battle. Supergirl Radio versus the Flash Podcast Crossover Radio. Crossover battle. Oh, Ooh. you're calling us out now. Okay. Do okay. It. Accepted. Tim, this is what happens on these live shows. Just so you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we. It was. It's what happened. So, uh, but guys, thank you guys so much for, for listening to us. I know it's a long podcast, but you guys are. Yes, we're gonna do. Yeah, people are still asking about the musical crossover. It's gonna. There's gonna be a musical crossover. Heck, they're probably. They're probably gonna announce it soon because they are filming episode 13. I think on Flash right now. So, we're coming up to the musical. So yes, there will be a musical podcast crossover, and we're probably gonna sing. There's gonna be rap <laughs> duets. There's gonna be you know like uh, opera maybe. Um, but. but I'm not going to do the opera because, good lord, I will kill people through ears. But, yes, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we're going to, guys, we're going to skip the plugs because I literally attached all your plugs in the show notes for when it goes out on blog post. So we can actually go to bed be- or you guys can go to bed because I'm going to sit up and edit this whole thing. So, yes, like Amy said, we loved being, part, you know, doing this for you guys. Um it was definitely worth doing it live and saving it for this special moment. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we had over 60 people in the chat. So we're, we're looking forward to doing this again next year when there's another, I mean, who knows, maybe there's a five podcast, maybe there will be five shows. Um, but, but before we wrap up, because last year, Amy called what the crossover was going to be this year. So Amy, you, you want to drop a theory of what might happen next year? <laughs> because you're probably gonna be right. No, but she she just like she'll last year was like you know yeah they're probably they're probably gonna fight aliens, and in the August we're gonna fight the Dominators. So again, I think Amy works on these shows, but she just doesn't want to admit it. Like she pretends she works at a zoo, but she actually works at the Flash Riders Room. So you want to predict next year's crossover, Amy? Um, gosh, I'm gonna steal from Fringe. And wait, 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 wait. one, two. Oh, 248. Sorry, yeah. you know I gotta mark it down. I'm gonna steal from Fringe and say that somehow all of the meddling that they're doing starts to literally affect the balance of the universes, and something or someone will begin destroying the actual universes and the Earths, and they'll have to stop it. Whoa. Are you, t- are you talking crisis? That sounds like an anti-monitor situation. Yeah. Mm. 
I'm going to drop like one. The, I'm gonna, like the, uh, the actual fabric of space-time begins to collapse so that the universes literally cannot continue to exist at the same time. And like they have to find a way to separate them completely, which would be so sad, but a beautiful story. Or they all will implode. So let's mark it on December 1st. I mean, well, not December 1st, actually. December 2nd now on the East Coast. Oh, by the way, it's the Flashpunk's birthday. Uh, December 1st, Amy predicts that... Cry, uh, cries it cries, crisis crisis basically <laughs> um i'm gonna say crime syndicate Hashtag basically crisis oh. i love that <laughs> i like it andy oh someone uh, likes what i what i said yeah mirror uh, mirror versions I, i'm gonna say panic in the sky brainiac war world wait panic in the sky is that a name of the storyline i'd be yeah. so game for a mirror super legends of flare verse <laughs> amy, awesome. a- amy have you ever seen the movie just to leave are they all in the upside down Ooh. Yes, they're up, they, well, they, 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 they made a Stranger about, Things reference, so. Um, Amy, you, if you ever if you never seen this anime movie, watch Just League Crisis on Two Earths, and you're gonna like like you're gonna have a nerdgasm for days because that is literally them fighting their evil versions. Um, but guys, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, we, you got you, you guys you guys gotta sleep. I had to work. So guys, thank you so much for all for listening. And this episode will be available all the separate feeds. Uh, but you guys who listen live, you're the best. And we're gonna do things like this again soon. So just stay tuned on our feeds and podcasts, Twitter accounts, and all that. And thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the four show crossover and the four podcast crossover as much as we did. So. Oh boy, I didn't write an order how we're gonna say goodbye because <laughs> sorry. Um but yeah, for all of us here on the Flash Podcast, Little Tomorrow Podcast, Snapper Car Radio, IK Super Super Radio. <laughs> and no, but like that's they Oh, they get they got upset with uh, Snapper and Quiver, the Greener Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the airwaves. Bye.